Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, and welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily A. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent, and constantly ever-recovering addict. And this is the all-open podcast where I and others discuss the moments, little to large, when we really felt, however briefly, and in whatever capacity, like we had no friends. So, love. Love, love, love. If you know me but at all, then you will be aware that this is an area where I really, really struggle. Boundaries, codependency, ever breaking my own heart, continually being drawn like a moth towards abusive narcissistic flames. I'm fucking awful. Love is a strange and extreme thing. It causes us to behave in strange and extreme ways. And if you're anything like me, it throws you into an oblivion of singular focus. Nothing else exists. Nothing else matters. And we will often go to extreme lengths to keep it on retainer. It can be selfish, all-consuming and incredibly painful. It can also be wonderful and teach us a lot about ourselves. Tom and I are discussing all this and more today. Okay, so it is the June of 2019, the big, big year we all remember because no one knew what COVID was. Oh, the glory days of pre-COVID. But it is June 2019. Um, We're starting in the UK and we are heading abroad. But in this moment in June of 2019, Tom, why do you think you've got no friends? Yeah. So I, I thought it would be a good idea to win back my ex who had moved to New York mm-hmm. um, not to get away from me I should add yeah uh, which is now what it sounds like it was um, <laughs> uh, she she was she, her visa ran out here right so is she, she American she was Canadian okay she is Canadian <laughs> she was what? <laughs> that's a really dark <laughs> um, uh, it had been about how long it had been about eight months Oh, a bit shorter, yeah. Sort of six or seven months since mm. since we. I think, guys, yeah, 
sort of blanked a lot of it out. Um, and I was like, okay, this is, I've got to figure this, sort this out. Like, right. I'm, uh, this is, she's the one and I made a terrible mistake. Oh, um, so it was you who had ended the relationship in the first place? It, it was, yeah. Bloody yeah. hell, okay. Yeah, she moved back to, had to move back to Canada and I was, yeah. And I behaved badly and had since sort of confessed to that. Mm. Um, and so there had been no communication really between us for like a couple of months. Right. Um, understandably, she was very angry. But I got it in my head that the, the thing to do would be to uh, buy to buy a very expensive ticket to uh, New York. Um, grand gesture. Yeah, grand gesture. I'd sort of discussed what I was going to say with my friend and he'd suggested, I mean, it sounds like I'm blaming him. Mm. It's a really, looking back, it's a, it's, it's, um, it's a deeply cringeworthy, I mean, the whole experience is, but the, the email, I think the email I sent her on the day that I um, flew out, something along the lines of, hey, I'm coming to New York um, and I'm going to be in this park. I'll be sat in this park. And you don't have to, but, you know, I'm there for the weekend and I would just really like to see you and uh, talk things through because, you know, mm. I still love you. And um, The idea being like, hey, no pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm going to be no sat, pressure, but this, also but pressure. sat on this bench <laughs> looking out um, at New York. Yeah. So I, 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 I sent the email and then I was, you know, my flatmate was like, okay, well, I guess you're off now. And then just before I left, I got an email back. Being no, like, fuck. Being like, don't come. Fuck, fuck. What is fuck. your problem? This is so selfish and disruptive. <laughs> um, I can't believe anyone's told you this is a good idea, which they hadn't. To be fair, I had ignored multiple advice, which is, I think, an important part of the yeah. way I sort of learned from it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Subsequently. And I was like, hey, that's a bit of As you're out the door a, with your passport. A, yeah, it's a bum start. I think I'm going to go. I yeah, think, yeah, you yeah. Know, and like every part of you is like, well, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. going to mm-hmm. see me, right? It's like, you know, she's understandably angry and it might be a bit of a scene. But anyway, she didn't. She didn't. I was there for, for you know, three days. And did you sit in the park? I, I sort of initially did. And then was like, this is shit. <laughs> Um, it wasn't even a good part. She was also like, like we. I should, yeah. So we've we since laughed laugh about it. We're friends. Yeah, it's, great. It's you know, it's, it was a a long time ago, and it's all good. But yeah, she was like, "Why did you pick that?" Yeah. <laughs> of all the parks, she didn't even pick a good one. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just it was it was really really upsetting. I was so my poor friend who put me up was like having to deal with me in sort of floods of tears. Yeah. Um, and it was an awkward, really awkward timing as well with him. He, he, he had a friend mm. who had um, died. Oh. And so he was dealing with this like, wow. not, not like a close, close friend, but like he was having to go through something. You know, he, was going, he was off to a funeral and, and, and it, so that, that something really dark was happening with him. So he was also and, dealing and with his own And he was also grief. like, yeah, and like okay. was also trying to be as nice as he had this sort of emotional bandwidth to be to me. Who, and I was wow. like, she won't see me, man. <laughs> um, so. It's like a sitcom. I know it's not yeah, a funny yeah. sitcom, but fucking yeah. No, it is. It is now. And it, I sort of, but it was really interesting. I kind of had, had assumed that I would feel 
you know, I was like, you know, I just want to know. Yeah. This is the thing I kept telling people. They were like, my, my therapist at the time, my mum, a couple of my friends were like, I'm just worried that about how you're going to feel if this doesn't go right. And I was like, nah, it's fine because I'll have... You'll have clo- that, that like closure thing yeah. of the relationship. And it, yes. Yeah. And it'll start a conversation and... Um, and actually I felt really, like, I just was so naive about how it would feel, like, happened, mm. and I was like, oh my god, this is really, um, hard mm. to deal with, mm. and, and, like, what have I been thinking? And so I started, you know, questioning, like, I, this, this, it was really hard to, to admit to myself that I'd been building this kind of quite childish narrative in my head, totally separate from any real conversation with the person that I was going to visit. Yeah. Um, and realizing what a, an idiot I'd, I'd kind of been over this. And, and yeah, there was a really interesting thing that happened where I was sat um, at a bar after on the sort of second day. I mean, I just got hammered. I got absolutely hammered for the whole thing, which obviously doesn't help sure. um, to deal with it. And I was sat in between these two uh, women and I was visibly a bit kind of like <laughs> bleary eyed. Um, and one of them, so I got talking to one of them and she was like, I explained what I was doing. And she was like, oh God, that's, that's really lovely. God, I would have loved my ex to have done that. Are you kidding? <laughs> she's, like, she's, right? she's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> then, then I got, then this South African lady to my left, like joined in. She, I explained to her what I'd done. She was like, you're fucking creepy, dude. That's, <laughs> that's such a creep. What is your problem? And it was just like the two, they were like the perfect two kind of takes on it. <laughs> And like, you know, it, it was, it's just, it was such a lesson in, in how these things can, can be the different, totally different narratives. You know, what one take on it is, oh, well, that's mm. kind of romantic. And then another one is like, actually, mm. so if I'm, uh, and, and I'm, the more I thought about it and the more I talked to her about it, I'm inclined towards the South African lady. South African not, lady, yeah. not, not, I don't think it's creepy necessarily, but. No, it sounds, it um, sounds like it's, uh, maybe the, the most of it is, I don't think it is creepy because it's yeah. not like it was someone you didn't know. You weren't, no. you didn't find someone on the internet and fly over to New York. It was, it was maybe just like an overstep of boundaries more than anything. Exactly, right. Um, yeah. Rather than you being like a literal stalker. Like, no, like uh, yeah, and I didn't word. try and find her address or, <laughs> I know that's a pretty low bar, you're like, <laughs> Hey, look! I didn't climb into her window. I I stood. I stood near it. Near it. Um, uh, But but uh, yeah, and and also just how um, you can one can uh, naively assume that something is is how something can can feel romantic, but actually itself it's like a selfish act. Well, and and it wasn't really thinking about her at all. Yeah. Although the whole thing is sort of dressed up as that, right? It's this, look, I'm going to do this thing for us. Actually, it's like, yeah. it, weirdly the inverse. It's kind of, uh, it's it was very, all about me yeah. and, you know, my my stupid uh, attempt at being Hugh Grant. Um, <laughs> well, it, it is very, it's very confusing. Um, and it is really hard to decipher what is selfish and what is not when it comes to mm. love. And I think love in itself and lovers can be very selfish. Um, unintentionally they don't they don't mean to be but often oh my god this is such a wanky reference but fuck me like um in 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 the go-between the famous book go-between um 
the the two lead characters are in love, but their love is forbidden, and they use this young boy to go between them. Okay. Hence the title. Um, and it ends up with the little boy being really fucked up by it. But oh, they're not wow. thinking about him. They're not thinking about the repercussions that their love is going to have on this thing. It's like, well, all that matters to them in that moment is their relationship and how they can be together. Right. And so love in itself is quite a selfish emotion as much as it is also very beautiful and usually includes another person. Um, but also it can be, I think it can lead you to quite desperate measures. Mm. Um, and I've definitely been there when, um, and it sounds like you had quite a similar thing in terms of you created a, a fantasy mm. of how this was going to be yes, and what was going to happen. And fantasies are very addictive mm. and there is such a thing as, um, fantasy addiction. Um, and then, and even with the, like, the, the notion of it not going well and people going, it, this isn't going to turn out great for you. You could still twist that in your mind to go, no, no, but it'll be great because I'll still have, I'll have the closure for it and yeah. at least I'll know the outcome. Yeah. And then when it gets shattered and you just feel no feelings of closure, you just feel like utter dog shit. You're like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. fuck. This thing that I thought was going to happen. And it's awful. It is awful. And um, I've said before, often when relationships end, especially if you are a young person, having to recreate your future and um, I was 32 but uh, that's okay yeah, yeah. still a young person <laughs> I hope um yeah. but uh it's like you still you you've imagined a future with this person and then you have to you have to recreate that and reimagine what that is and if you've put that into its place you're like well what the fuck do I do now mm. and it's really frightening and really and really awful really really awful yeah mm. I think also to, she, I sort of borrowed the Hugh Grant thing, but she, that's what she said. She was like, dude, this isn't a Richard Curtis film. This isn't, you're not. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, it sounds like yeah. you're like love actually and running right. through the airport. And, and it was hard to admit, I think, the degree to which my, like, um, had the, the effects that's clear, that clearly had on my subconscious over the years as, as mm. someone who sort of claimed to be, you know, above that kind of thing. I yeah. Think, I think there's like a sort of, there is like a, quite a childish view of what love is and, and, and and are quite like, um, yeah, and romance is, is actually, um, I don't know, I, I've always thought that, that like you, ha you have some people who are real romantics and other people who are a little bit more rational. And I kind of do agree with that, but I think, and, and, what, and neither one has to be problematic, but, but increasingly I'm like skeptical about what, about this idea of romance or yeah. like, and, and what, it, what it really like means and if it even can be. Yeah. Uh, ever, you know, in the, in the in the way that most of us understand it, whether it can actually ever be that much of like a a force of good. Um, I one hundred. I, I I really really agree with you. When um, because I always used to say oh, I'm such a hopeless romantic. Yeah. And it's like going actually no, you're probably just really fucking unwell and had a lot of <laughs> issues. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I wasn't in a good. I don't think I was in a particularly good place at the time. You know, mm. was, and it, and it was. Obviously, a lot of it was to do that. I was like, this will yeah. make all this stuff better. Exactly. I was going to ask you, like, your life sort of surrounding that outside of that moment. Um, yeah, how 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 were you feeling, like, in yourself? And I know often with love and relationships, we can put um, the entirety of our happiness and our self-worth mm. onto that other person. So you totally. go, this is this is going to fix it. When actually you're going, oh, God, I my, you know, my career isn't going great. Or I've got slight money issues. Or I'm just not feeling particularly great within myself. Oh, it's all three. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the wow. magic, the yeah. magic combination. No, I, I was, I didn't have a lot, I wasn't getting much work. Mm. 
Um, I was I was like partying too much mm. again as a way of like, and and you know I'd had chats with friends and they were like I think you need to slow down and yeah and I was just feeling and I was in th- and I I I started there I just started therapy at the time well so that was kind of getting that was so but but like this I'm sure my therapist was like ah oh, shit this is a real <laughs> did you tell your therapist about about the New York plan. Yes, I did. And she was like, yeah, she said, she was like, I just, okay. She was like, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Very Um, bad. Okay. Yeah. She was like, have you considered how how you, how you'll feel? That was what she said. Um, Anyway, it was, it was very much that. And like, I think I was looking at New York as well. And, and I was like, why did I end something where, where this person opened so many sort of exciting possibilities for me and like why was I scared to do that mm. which I suppose it, it you know it is legitimate I think I think some of the some of the reasoning for the original breakup was a kind of like fear of um the unknown and and you know we were talked about a time a life we could have in New York long distance and it was, yeah it was quite a short relationship before um but often they're the hardest <clears throat> really hard say, yeah but but then I was like why did I you know why didn't I embrace that? And like New York's fucking cool, and I'm, I'm like, sort of so bored of London and not really doing the things I thought mm. I'd do here. And there's nothing to kind of. I, I basically was just struggling to to feel validated in it, in, yeah. uh, in, a, in any way at the time. And, and she and her life there represented this kind of yeah this fa- again fancy basically yeah this thing like the you you were scared of that in the first place, and then your life wasn't. Um, didn't get any better here without her, yeah. and so therefore you yeah. go, oh well, the answer yeah. is over there, and therefore I must, I must totally. get it. Totally. And um, the I, I think, uh, I, I maybe assume that the uh, the idea of doing it and the planning of it in the first place and the like fantasy of it created this mm. sort of euphoria and this focus yeah, totally. of this like really exciting thing that was happening and which distracted away from everything else. And then <laughs> when when that came crashing yeah. down, you're like, wow, well, yeah, 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 big old void, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Oh God! And you're in a foreign, like a foreign city. Um, just uh, it war. could, yeah. I mean, I should hasten that it could have been a lot worse. My friend put me. He, he, I had such a nice pad. Mm. <laughs> I was in a really nice spot. I it got, could, if I'd like gone there and I'd, you know, hostelled it. And I got. I actually, it's in the. I think it's in the codependency episode, which is episode two or something. I talk about when I I got dumped. But I say dumped. Mm. It wasn't. This guy didn't owe me anything it was but it was like a blinding red flag was of it my, tom palmer my, my... tom palmer <laughs> but i got i got dumped that i'd been on two dates with the guy two okay. two dates um and i was in new york and i got dumped via dumped via text mm. and i lost it <laughs> i was so unhappy i mean i will say i was about i think i was 21 2021 20, and was just bad i have to I was talking to my friend about this the other day because that poor man, he must have been like, oh, fucking hell, what have I got myself into? And I have to laugh about it. I have to laugh about it and be like, oh, my God, you poor, poor, lost little soul. Because I was just in such turmoil. Right. But, oh, my God, I was so sad. And I remember getting on the plane home from New York and just crying and crying. It was fucking awful. So were you always going to go home? And uh, Yeah, and, it was in between... Um, it was the summer before my third year of drama school. Right. Um, and I was in New York 
but I was there and I'd been on these two dates with this guy beforehand and then yeah. I was just like walking on air being like, wow, I found the one. I'm, yeah. <laughs> this is the guy I'm going to be with forever. Fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. And then he was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> but this just isn't right. And oh. Oh, poor soul. Okay. What was your journey? You... I went to went to uh, Bristol, and and so I met I met T Tom Palmer, who, who you remember. Yeah, so I remember. I remember yeah, vividly. So vividly. <laughs> um, uh, he, we we were at boarding school together, and um, we sort of in the same boarding house. Yeah, we were just really close mates, and sort of used to make stupid videos there, and um, did like live sketch stuff. Mm. I mean, it would be painful to see what we were doing, but like the, the comedy society, um, yeah, we made our own comedy society and made ourselves heads of it, which is just such insane. Because I remember being at school and like and everyone talking about this video, and I think and I think it was you guys about yeah. being going to Bristol and how Bristol was like the Oxford, but it's like but, the party one. Yeah, and uh, what's the line? I sh um, uh, it's a, 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 a house party on a punt or something. Was, was there. Yeah. We, we, Tom and I peaked at 21 with that video, sadly. Um, but it was, it was um, yeah, we did, we did that. He went, to, he got into Oxford. Um, I didn't. And, um, but we managed to, we managed to like make it work and we would still write stuff and, um, I mean, the video is better. like there was a very embarrassing period where I fancied myself as a as a um, uh, techno DJ. Um, well, in real life. In real life, yeah. <laughs> so, but luckily Tom was sort of able for me to, to sort of see that this was actually quite funny and that we should write a <laughs> we should just mock my life. I like it's been uh, taken really like a job like that taken seriously. No, I admire yeah. it. Um, and uh, yeah, we made, it was a, it was called Harry Nasal Spanish It's about a posh Bristol guy who wanted to read history of art, which I also did, uh, and desperately wanted to be a techno DJ and, and throws a night and no one comes. And then that got us eight. That basically got us like agents. Uh, really? We came and we did a. We finished uni and and um, did a sketch night. It was in the last year of uni that we put it on YouTube. Mm. And um, yeah, we we put on a sketch night in London. And some people from, I think it was from Curtis Brown came to see us and, and we got signed off the back of the... Mm. Curtis Brown are very, Brown. Are very good for anyone who isn't aware about um, agents. That was a huge name drop. Agent <laughs> name drop. Oh, just That's CB. IGG. CBGG. Curtis and Brown came. <laughs> um, it was really cool. Uh, and then, and then we, and then... Yeah, and then it's been it's been a it's been a strange old uh, it's been so long as well. I feel it's really depressing how long it's been going. Was like 11, this is like eleven, twelve years ago, mm. which is how long I've I guess been doing it. And um, yeah, I do I do want to talk about this film because it is absolutely fucking brilliant. And I'm not saying just saying that because Tom's in the room. I gen I wanted to see it for a really really long time, and I watched it the other night. And usually, because I have suspected ADHD, I don't need another diagnosis at the moment, but it's floating around there. Um, and usually I can't sit and watch things for a prolonged period of time. But this, hey. I sat and would literally have my hand over my mouth the entire time. It is so good. It's called All My Friends Hate Me. Please, please just find it. It is 
fucking brilliant. Um, also find it like it's difficult to find. It's very easy to find. Um, where can you find it, Tom? You can find it on um, BFI Player. Mm -hmm. Not to be confused with iPlayer. Um, and Amazon. You can just, if you, I don't actually know where it is. Yeah, and Amazon. You can download it on Amazon. I think you can download it on yeah. Amazon. Yeah, I think if you just go on your, go just search watch watch now and it is is um it will yeah, be there it'll be there yeah it's, it's, it's streaming it will make you squirm but in a very good way um ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Thank you. Often as as actors, you do really live in like mm. in superlatives of going, it's the best job in the world, it's the worst job in the world. One minute you're on top of the world and everyone loves you and the next day no one gives a shit and you're suddenly yeah. back working, scrubbing shit off the floor in a whiskey bar, which I've done. Um, but often I've definitely felt in the past that when my career has felt very inconsistent or very unstable, I have looked for stability in other places. Um, and a lot of the time that has happened for me in relationships, I will just hang all of my self-worth mm. onto another person. Yeah. They're usually not, I'm not going to say dog shit people because some, <laughs> some of them are, some, some of them were, were pretty awful. Some of them were really, really nice. Yeah. Um, but they were never right. There was always something, there was always something very, very wrong in my past relationships. Yeah. Um, and uh, almost like the chaos of that and trying to sort that out and having something to fix and something to work on um, made, just distracted me away from, you know, the uh, the instability everywhere mm. else. Um, and I think we, we, we did sort of discuss this earlier, but that moment of you going to New York was like in an effort to, to sort of maybe bring your life together in a big ball of dough mm. and glue it into something stable yeah. and tangible. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, and even the jobs, even the relationships that you, because it's, because acting's like really lonely. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, Tom, Tom has two kids now, so I'm, I, I can't, I mean, so I could go around gutted. there. I'm so gutted. <laughs> uh, you know, he's not, he doesn't want to pay that much attention to me, weirdly. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, 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 it can be quite lonely or at least it's, it's, it feels sort of hard to meet people as well. Yeah. I, I found, I mean, you, you're, unless you're working, um, very regularly, it's, mm. you're not you kind of, the chances are you're, you're, you're not meeting people that are, you know, have, have, um, similar key interests. I mean, I don't know yeah. what, what they, it's like. Similar like, values, you, you I mean, similar, just a similar even way of speaking or similar yeah. experiences. Yeah, in the yeah. way that you, that you do in your in, in other jobs. And I'm not mm. saying that, you know, you have to have, it's not the key to a healthy relationship. I don't think it's like, oh, you both love the same films. I mean, this stuff is sort of, is, I'm sure, like, 
arbitrary, but yeah. it, it helps an initial like an initial sort of common ground or something. Yeah. Or or a pa- shared passion is, is is a good springboard. And so you're, yeah, you're not you know you're not like you're not doing that. You're not meeting people unless you're very successful. And so the chances are you it's 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 hard to meet people with, yeah. in, that, in in a work environment. And then when you do, it's like um, you know the nature of acting is these insanely intense kind <gasps> of um, oh my like God. experiences where you're like. You're you're only seeing these people, and and you're 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 in this like um, you know a set is such a weird environment. You have yeah. people running around you, being like, "Can I get you anything? Yeah. You, do, do you want?" And you know, like yeah. spoiling you basically because that's what uh, for some reason is they assume is a good thing to do to actors. Uh, the and only thing I can think of is that the like majority of the time we sort of like get treated like shit by the rest of suppose, society and so yeah. then you get put in this environment and everyone tries to be really nice to yeah. you that's the only reason I can think because I don't <laughs> know why you're on I suddenly get on set and people are like can I get you anything and I'm like yeah. ah I think it's um, just to, to not I think also it's to sort of trick you into to like to hide sort of how powerless you actually are mm, in, in, mm. as an actor you know oh, that's those, quite good in those uh, scenarios yeah. it's like they don't want you to see that like how brutal how, how <laughs> fucking is awful this is they need you to keep doing it for some reason yeah um, um, and give you this sort of illusion that you're but it, it's also really fun I mean it's, it's it and that's part again it's a dit so you're, you're with these people everyone is being absurdly nice to you and then you're kind of having you get to just be really carefree and yeah um you have a really fun time with, on the whole. On the whole, with, majority with, of the yeah, time, yeah. With, with cast members. Or you find your, like, friends amongst the cast and then you sort of, you know, it's, it's like it's like being back at school. It's like doing a school play where yeah. you're all just, like, there's all that sort of time to just hang yeah. out and chat and then occasionally do really fun scenes. And, and mm. it's just, um, so you forge, I think, the, the yeah, the, the sort of the trap is to, well, maybe it's not even a trap, but or you just, you end up sometimes forging artificially maybe intense relationships with people. Yeah. Um, or ones that are just very hard to sustain realistically. Yeah, because yeah. the filming stops, you go back to uh, wandering around <laughs> London, <laughs> um, wishing that, you know, Tom would get a move on changing a nappy and you can... Go in there. <laughs> um, no, and you, or, or whatever. And so... That, 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 again, there aren't, there aren't... I'd say that it doesn't offer the best model... For, for like a, a sustainable relationship. No, absolutely. Um, and I can categorically say that pretty much every single person I have done a job with, yeah, in fact, definitely, um, even if at the start I felt nothing, if you stare intently into someone's eyes for long enough, right. it's it does create something, and I've always ended it up... It doesn't work on the tube. <laughs> but, um, much more of an on Is that what tip. is going wrong for me? I keep trying. That's why they talk. I'm not allowed to ride the tube anymore. Yeah. Um, well, eye, eye contact is good. I, maybe I can, you know, yeah, eye contact is, is sexy. It's all about context, isn't it? It really is. But it shows confidence. It know? shows I confidence. Think, you know, you, you, it's important to like, you know. I was at this party and I it's, and people sort of try and make eye contact, eye contact with you. And it's quite, and it is a little bit strange yeah. because I think I haven't been to like a big party in a really long time. I haven't been to a party with people I don't know. Yeah. And um, when you're at a party with people, you know, people aren't going, are we good to talk to each other? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We shall approach. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, when yeah. I was in this environment, people were going, <laughs> and it was, 
Very, very intense. But it's kind of refreshing, right? I mean, it's like, I was talking about this some the other day, and it's sort of, you know, we were, we were in a foreign... This, I, was, I was filming something in, in um, Amsterdam. Mm. And we were talking about kind of being... When you're away filming and you sort of... Maybe there is some time alone and, you, you know, what's, whether, whether people do like it when you sort of go up and you're, you're out and you just go up and strike up a conversation with mm. people and like and like I'm usually the person that just assumes that people don't want you to do that like leave them alone <laughs> um, but then it's funny you're like well what other reason are people going out yeah that, other than to like have experiences I mean yeah. I suppose you know of course there are like definite times when you just people don't want to be bothered mm. um, but on the whole on you the know whole, a bit of eye contact yeah. It's Great. like what, 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 and it, you know, wandering over, striking up a conversation. I'd say one of not... one of my best friends now. Um, we, I was doing a job called Genius, which is about Einstein. We were filming in Prague, yeah. and I was in my in my Love own. Prague. Love it's, Prague. It's just, it's just there. Ooh, it's nice. It's just, yeah. Were you working? Yeah. It's yeah, fucking yeah. great. Really um, working in Prague is a strange experience because there are so many sort of Hindus and stag do's going on. And you're getting up at 2 a.m. or whatever it is to get taken to set. And <laughs> being in the car. And everyone was like throwing up in the streets. Being like, it's fucking Halloween! <laughs> I was like, oh, God. But I was, I was on my own in the hotel bar. And I looked at the call sheet. And this is going to sound so creepy. But I looked at the call sheet. And, um, the, and saw that there was this guy, Tom Brittany. Um, who was staying in the hotel. And I went to the front desk. And I was like... Excuse me, but um, what room is Tom Brittany in? Oh wow! I know, and they gave it to me, <laughs> and um, and I called his room and went, "Hello, I don't, you don't know me, but I'm sat in the hotel bar. Do you want to come and hang out?" Oh, I, that's yeah, I, I'd respond well to that. Yeah, and then we became like best mates. Yeah. How many years later? It's like six years later. Good on you. Yeah, yeah, it's great. totally, that's great. Mm. Um, yeah, and it also I think it, we were both in very committed relationships at the time. Yeah. Um, but you know, it could have been. It could have been very sexy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's invariably a bit se- sexy that you're in a hotel. It's like again, maybe it's just filmed. I still, it's, it's fucking film I sports. I talk for, about for, this for, for, for like implanting that in my head. But like, I'm in a hotel. I'm in a hotel in a, babe. In a European city, and I'm hey. working. I'm probably gonna be I'm famous. I'm a movie star. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big movie I'll take star. A, I'll have a whiskey, you know, sort of ordering. <laughs> yeah, I was I, like sipping absinthe, being like, oh my God, I'm on a TV show. Yeah. You don't know me yet, but Someone's I'm wearing a corset tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Someone's going to wander up to me and we're going to have this. Yeah, I was in, I the last job I did, I'm, it sounds like I'm getting loads of work, by the way. This is, these are very spread out, but <laughs> filming in Budapest and yeah, just going down to the hotel bar and, you know, ordering a drink and being like, I'll definitely chatting to someone just, just got sort of hammered and was just like just going up to your your hotel room alone like <laughs> shit face um and you're like that was a waste of waking oh. up waking up like being awful having just like drank alone oh god yeah. when you're kind of experienced but i i've often said this um in relationships because when you go away to do a job it is like you're living on a sort of different stratosphere, you're on a different level of existence. It's really fun. You're not living your humdrum, mm. normal life. 
and everything is slightly heightened and everything is just like a little bit more beautiful and everything's more fun and everything's great because it's temporary and because mm. you sort of appreciate it. And often I, you know, with people who are just working all the time and the, and it kind of becomes boring, I'm like, oh God, you poor souls. I love working because it's not constant. Um, and so when it happens, it's, um, it's amazing. And often with relationships, I have found um, that in my past relationships, if one of us has been working and the other one hasn't, it's been quite difficult because if the other one is living the home life, they're living the normal life, yeah. and um, they have to carry on sleeping in the same bed with someone not there, they're doing you know the things that they normally do, whereas you're kind of off having this experience. It takes time, and I think, I think it takes a, a really good relationship and a good um, sense of trust um, to for the person who's left at home to be able to let that other person just have their experience. Mm. And um, I was in a very codependent relationship where that just couldn't that just yeah, couldn't happen. Right. And it was really like cloying, even though um, it was fine, we, we were great, but I wanted to have this experience and you know, just doing my thing. And I wasn't I wasn't messing around, I was just like, working. It was just, it was it was difficult. There was like this um this presence rather than there being this kind of connection that was solid um and at home but yeah it, it, yeah. it, it is it is quite it is quite weird and we've gone down on a long tangent talking about relationships but um you had this experience you come back from new york after a few days you come back to your house where you were yeah and what is the fallout from that what are you feeling so the the added the added kicker was that I got home and, and, sh and she kept saying in her emails when I was out, I was like, did you not check your post? And I was like, yeah, I did. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, I got home and it, that she had sent me a letter, not knowing that I was coming out already, basically just like saying, hey, listen, you know, um, thank you for your last letter, in which she sort of confessed all kinds of awful things. And then, oh, and then I sent her another letter. Anyway, she was like, thank you for letter, but just please, I need space for like, for indefinitely you know, I'll, I'll contact you so I read this letter and I was like fuck fuck my fucking royal mail because <laughs> <laughs> it come 24 hours yeah. earlier and it was uh, it was a really nice letter as well in lots of ways so I was just like oh god and oh, you know she'd man. been so angry that I'd been out there understandably so just some initial tears over that and then I don't know then what did I feel I felt bad I felt pretty bad and for a while, mm. um, I, I don't, and it's only really been recently that I properly kind of been like had had a had a handle on what was going on, mm. like, mm. Um, and admitted sort of certain things to myself about the whole. Which is really idea. a very difficult thing to do. So yeah. well for doing that. Thank you. Um, yeah, it is like I often use the analogy of saying that when you when you have to admit those things to yourself and mm. look at your choices, it's like turning on your camera and it's accidentally on selfie mode and you look like a fucking thumb. Yeah, and you're like, oh god, oh, what is that? And then you have to <laughs> you have to like continue down that road. So well done for doing that. Yeah, I've only managed to to sort of fully look for thumb in the eye. Um, <laughs> and and as I said, I had I had a I I, I sort of did move on and had a really lovely relationship, like I said. And, mm. um, which yeah didn't work out sadly, but was was a lot healthier as a result I think in terms Great, of yeah. you know awareness about um, codependency and yeah. and hollow gestures gestures that sort of appear one way but maybe aren't a, a kind of they're sort um, of actually quite sort of, yeah selfish. I've sort of um, that's something I've been discussing quite a lot recently that often these these gestures or these things that we do that come that we feel are coming from a very good mm. place 
Um, you feel come from a place of love. They can, and it's going to sound really awful when I say it, but I don't mean it. Also, I've done it so much in the past, but it can be quite manipulative. Yeah. By going, I'm making, I'm doing this thing for you. You can't think I'm a twat. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like conning someone into loving you or not being angry at mm. you. And sometimes, as difficult as it is, you have to let these people have their feelings and allow them to yeah. be angry at you or be upset. And the their safety and not having a black and white mentality of going well this is going to be the safe they will have this emotion forever it's not things change mm. but you have to give it the time and the space but it's so fucking difficult to do that so what what did you really learn from that experience i mean what did you gather email ahead <laughs> uh, not on the day refundable tickets uh, refundable tickets <laughs> check your mail um don't cheat and really piss someone off. Yep. Um, I mean, I mean, genuinely, yeah, I, I think lots of the, the things that made the next relationship good and the fact that I have a good relationship with, well, I have a good relationship with both of them, but like, mm. I just, yeah, it's, it's all those things you said. It's realising all those things you said. I, I'm worried I'm repeating myself. No, no, no. Um, you know. Good to having, and, and the therapy afterwards, you know, because I was just really distraught, and, and all my friends were great about it, but yeah, yeah, they, they never sort of gave me that feeling. Yeah, like, I told you so. Yeah, I was gonna say if there yeah. was ever a sense of well, you, no, you made your bed. No, that's good. That's um, good but friends. it was it was embarrassing, you know. Mm. Um, and no one, no one, none of my friends contributed to that feeling, so I was nice. And so yeah, I, I, I tell you, that's another nice thing I learned is how is how good. My friends were actually, but actually, but this is why I talk about the things we learn from these experiences because the worst experience of my life actually completely altered my life in the most brilliant way and turned. Um, and I learn everything, not right. everything, I can't yeah. learn everything, but I learned so much, and I'm so grateful for that experience. <laughs> okay, so this week we have one survivor story. Um, and as Tom is the guest in my home, in my studio, I'm going to ask you to, to give it a read if oh, you fancy. Okay. <clears throat> I was regularly getting chest pain for months, almost a year, and doctors put it down to stress. I'm a teacher and work 12 plus hours a day. One night, my husband went out to North London and I was home alone, collapsed screaming in agony and fell unconscious. Neighbours heard a bang, so rang my husband as well as 999. I woke up days later having collapsed with severe acute pancreatitis, which had the neighbours not heard me would have killed me. I was in hospital for two months and had multiple operations, one to remove gallbladder. I suffered from severe PTSD afterwards and couldn't return to my flat, where it had happened for weeks. Saw an amazing therapist, but became totally obsessed with the concept of dying mm. slash terrified. Over time, I grew stronger, and now I'm so proud to tell my story to people. Find your posts completed and completely inspiring and motivating. You are wonderful. Thank you. Aww, thank um, you. Gosh. Thank you so much for sending that. That's um, that's really awful. I'm sorry you went through that. The um, often it is returning to the scene of the crime. That is that is really difficult to do because it's like the ghost of yourself lives there, and so being able to recreate that space is really important. So well done for doing that. Yeah. Um, okay, so at this point, I'm going to ask you the most difficult question, and everyone fucking hates this, apart from Grace Campbell, who just loved it. <laughs> um, okay. What are the things about you, having had this experience, getting to where you are now, and, um, and the person you are now, having mm. been informed by this, what are the things about you that you really value, you really cherish, and that you're proud of, things that you've done that you're proud of? It's so hard. Um, 
hard not to just try and make a joke of this. I know. Um, <laughs> my pecs, every, my thighs. Every bone in my body is, <laughs> wants to say something flippant. Um, <laughs> uh, willingness to admit that I'm, uh, that I'm wrong? I don't know. Mm. What is it? Because um, I, I think I sometimes am too hard on myself about stuff. So that's it's tough. I guess a certain amount of humility, maybe? Yeah. To be able to take responsibility for actions and make change for them yes so do you usually just like help people quite <laughs> quite, quite, quite see this is just like free therapy yeah um, I know no but I mean, it's, yeah it's I think there is something really important about if you if you do have a certain pattern of behaviour or you make a mistake being able to take responsibility for that yeah um, and go oh yeah I did fuck up I fucked up also you know just to turn the whole thing on its head mm. I'm kind of proud that I did it no no, no, no I'm not, I'm not. But, but but I think that I did Although I think it's um, it was the wrong choice, mm. I think I'm I'm happy that I have that uh, like a little bit of of the adventurous in me to sort of you know to just I'm sort of glad that I had the experience right. It's like yeah. I did something that was stupid and I looked foolish in many ways and I learned something and and like it's kind of fun you know it's I'm like I'm glad that I I have that in me just to sort of like that that, that not be impulsive that's not good but to some in, in, in a different you know yeah in a different setting maybe it would have been it would have been good and I think like you should you should do that in life you should take risks exactly and, so. and I, I will always always say that life is separated into two categories of wonderful incredible beautiful things that make us very happy and things that are just fucking awful that later become really great stories yeah for everybody and this is just like this is just a great story now and also because you fixed your relationship with her so you know yeah yeah it's, it's yeah, okay it's and and now you have you have a great story to come on podcast and talk about um no so i i think i think that's brilliant and that is and noticing that that spark in you that um that made that decision i think that's really brilliant and that's something to be really cherished and um, and maybe like you've harnessed it, obviously. Yeah. Um, so it's I think it's great. I think those are great ones. And also, you made a fucking movie. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Not about it's too too soon to make it about this, but no, yeah, I did. I did. We I made I made the movie shortly after the I did that, and I think um, mm. and maybe you know it was like I was very nervous about the film, and I had to be I was the, like leading it. Um, unsurprisingly because I wrote it uh, and and it was a lot of pressure and I was like I kind of had been through something so big mm. at least for me that it like helped put you know I just had a really great time doing the film and I yeah. wasn't so precious about things yeah and you just get to put something in your own words and harness it brilliant um, this has been so much Fun. This is one of my favourites, just because we get to talk about what it's like being a weird actor most of the time. Um, but Tom, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for coming to my house. Thank you for tolerating my cat, who's now Adorable. disappeared. He is, I don't know where the fuck he's gone. He's been on Felipe's knee for most of this time. <laughs> he kind of likes you now, he didn't at first. Yeah. Like me. It's a while. But Tom, thank you so, so, my so pleasure. much. Thanks for having me. Join me next week with my guest, musician, comedian, and all-round wonderful person, Jordan Gray. 
please, please get in touch and send your stories either to contact at whydoyouthink.com or via direct message on Instagram. Just put Survivor Story either at the top or in the subject line to have your story read on the podcast. We want to hear all of it. Please, please don't hesitate to send whatever you fancy. (laughs) Don't forget to rate and subscribe and I'll talk to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.